I am Ustaz Mizi Wahid. You're now listening to The Breakthrough with Mizi Wahid, a podcast that will help you in finding and knowing yourself. An exclusive podcast only on Audio Plus. Today we are going to continue discussing about um, something that we talked about in the previous episode. So we're just picking things up from there uh, pertaining to mental health. The big question is, mental health, is it my fault? Because sometimes society tells you that you are the reason why you are in this state and you just need to get up, get out of bed and do something with your life. They make it sound so easy. And I know that for those who have been depressed, it's not that easy. Correct? So we all have those days. But some people, their days are rougher, harder, tougher. Um, it, it weighs on them. They can feel it on their chest, their shoulder, their, their head. Like they just can't get up. They can't get out of bed. They can't get themselves out of the rut that they've been stuck in. And it is, it just gets more and more depressing when you remain in that state. So um, today we want to look at um, how we can make our mental health a priority and the importance of not just keeping it to yourself because then you'll only struggle alone in silence and that will definitely not do you any good at all. Okay. So let's start with uh, one of the questions here given. The question is, are my mental health problems considered bad in society's eyes? Okay. Um, I think we need to look at a question and ask what's wrong with it. You know, sometimes... The problem is in the question. Um, you know, if you worry so much about what society thinks about whose fault it is it, then how are you going to heal and get better? Because then, just like how they're blaming someone, you are also going to blame someone. And in this case, you're going to blame the people who say such things. What if you can um, rise above such negative comments? What if you can ignore the people in society who say that, oh, this it's, it's all your fault and it's a bad thing and it's a punishment for you and it's because you used to do this in the past um, and so on, right? Um, ignore that and focus on helping yourself to lead a better life, helping yourself by talking to professionals and to do something about it at your own pace because for some people it's easier for them to just bounce back I know I have friends who say you know Mizi you know the best advice you can give these people just to tell them to buck up and force themselves up and nobody's going to help them they're just going to help themselves I get it I know people who are like that and I know it works for some people but it doesn't work for everyone because if it works for everyone, then why is it that sometimes in the same family you have a parent who only gives tough love? It works on one child, but the other child um, you know, falls into depression. Why? 
Because every person is different. Even if you are siblings, even if you are um, classmates, even if you are colleagues at the same office, you know, with the same boss, one method does not work on everyone. Okay? That's what we need to recognize and appreciate. Personally, of course, I just want to tell everyone, you know, guys, stop complaining. Just get up, you know, um, transform your life beginning with your health and then your physical health and then change your diet and then watch your finances, your expenses. Go and read, you know, uh, 50 books in a year and then, you know, become more spiritual and then do this, do that. Like I just want to tell people like this is what you need to do. Do it. You feel better. But I've been doing this work long enough to at least appreciate that that's not going to work on everyone. In fact, if you try to impose the same method on everyone, you might just, without realizing, push somebody over the edge. And we don't want to even imagine the kind of outcome or consequences that that may lead to. Okay? Next question, how can I explain to them about what and how I feel. Uh, it's not easy. Um, but I have seen people who are articulate enough. They have just the right vocabulary to to describe what's going on on the inside. Because if you just say, I'm depressed, you say this randomly. Let's say you post it on social media. You'll get a hundred different interpretations because everyone's understanding of this, that one word is different based on what? Based on their experience, based on people they know. Some people immediately feel so much sympathy for you. Some people can empathize because they are going through it too. And some people will just brush it off and say, you're weak, man, get up. Because why? Because they have family members just like that who they are so frustrated at because they can't seem to help them. And so they get angry at anyone who just says that, oh, I'm down, I'm depressed. So having this you know, understanding that everybody looks at things differently perhaps could then assist you in trying to come up with simpler ways and more relatable ways to explain how you feel. Okay, So I've read, like I said, I've read some really good writings from certain individuals who are either still in that state or they've just gotten out of it and they write so impeccably well. They use um, metaphors and analogies um, in, in the right way, just enough for a person who supposedly is not able to relate because they've, not, they've never had to go through it to the point where they can truly empathize or begin to empathize with what you are going through. I I don't want to force you to try to come up with ways because sometimes if you try and you think you've tried hard and then you start sharing this with your immediate loved ones and they still don't get it, you'll get really, really mad at them. And the last thing we want is to have more uh, broken or soured relationships within your uh, circle, right? We want people to at least be able to understand to a certain level not all the way perhaps because that can be quite hard to achieve you would be very very lucky if you have someone who understands you and who doesn't judge you and who tries their very best to help you okay the next question here is how can i convince my parents or my partner that i need to seek professional help because some of them will not let us go to a psychiatrist just because they think it is only for orangila okay 
um, yeah, I know uh, the stigma is there up till today, 2022. You know, the stigma is there and you'll be judged. People who don't understand or they're very shallow, their understanding of this, they are going to say that, hey, don't go there because that's only for people with real problems and your problem isn't real. That's, you know, that's almost as if what they're trying to say. I got a, a young lady once DM me. She says, I'm so depressed. I've been depressed for two years. Every time I, I tell my mom I want to go see a professional, my mom would say, don't. You know, your employer will find out and then you lose your job. And then I said, I don't think so. Because I think a lot of the employers today and the workplaces and organizations, they are now, you know, they are more accepting and understanding of these kind of issues. Com- I mean, it's not the same from 10 to 20 years ago, for sure. People have greater awareness nowadays. I can say that confidently because I see so many campaigns and I've been a part of some of those campaigns too, to spread more awareness so that families know better and employers know better and schools can spot students who are going through a rough time better. And all f- for what reason? So that whenever they are ready to get help, nobody will judge them. So I can understand uh, why, why you are struggling but um, if you need just a little bit more convincing, maybe, you know, in order for you to actually see a doctor, you really need your parents' permission or you need your partner's permission or, um, you know, for, for them to be able to say, okay, I want you to go, you know, go ahead. If you want that, then sometimes you need a bit of, a, a bit of patience. You need to um, give yourself some time to explain to them bit by bit, give examples. Every time there is an advertisement somewhere, every time there is news coverage on this matter, read it to them, show it to them, share it with them, share a link, you know, or, or a newspaper cutting or something, like anything. If you find a book about it, just pass it over to them bit by bit until they finally realize that, hey, you know, this is no joke anymore. This is serious. And my son and daughter needs this or my wife or husband needs this and then hopefully they'll be okay uh, eventually, okay? So, it requires time, not just the right words, but your partner needs to be convinced and, and that requires time. However, sometimes you do not have the luxury of time. Why? Because you feel like the state you're in, it's so critical that you get help now. If you wait for permission from somebody else, you might be in a worse, worse state, right? And we don't want that to happen. So at the very least, the first layer of attempt is to just let them know how you feel, what you're going through, and then inform them that you are going to seek help. And, and then just go. Okay? Because your sanity, your well-being is at stake and it's not worth losing all of that just because someone else can't wrap their head around it. Next question. All I want is to feel better, but when I try to speak up, they always answer, fix your relationship with Allah and everything will be okay. It is because you just want attention. What should I do? Yeah, sometimes people um, oversimplify the problems and say, oh, it's a religious problem, it's a spiritual problem. Or sometimes people say, oh, you just 
trying to seek attention. That's why you are always uh, in this state. It's unfortunate that people just attack you with... On, I wouldn't say attack, but you do feel attacked when they say such things. Because, oh, so you're saying I'm not religious enough. Oh, so you're saying I'm so insecure that I just want more and more attention. To me, it's really sad when people say such things. Um, I, I remind myself every now and then that we shouldn't put too much hopes in other people. I'm not saying give up on people. I think we need them. Like I said, we need to seek help from certain people. Um, but it's also useful to shift our perspectives a little bit. Okay, Shift the way we look at things. If you have tried to convey your illness to others and they don't accept it or they don't understand it, even after trying so many times, okay, sometimes you just need to put your trust and hope in Allah. He is the one who understands. And put your hope in yourself too. The belief in your own ability to bounce back. And you need to learn how to love yourself. How? Number one, value yourself. Treat yourself with kindness, with respect, and avoid constant self-criticism. Make time for your hobbies, for your favorite projects. Broaden your horizons. Do, I don't know, daily crossword puzzles if that's what you like. Scrabble, Sudoku, anything <laughs> to keep your mind occupied. Um, nowadays, I see a lot of young millennials. Uh, it's trending where they get into, uh, they're, they're into plants. I don't know what to call that. They're, they plant their own garden, mini indoor gardens as well, in the office, at home, in their room. It's pretty interesting. It's it's suddenly an interest. I thought only retirees look into those things, right? Um, learn to play an instrument, become fluent in another language or whatever, right? Just allow yourself to value yourself more through new skills and knowledge that you pick up. Another thing you can try is to surround yourself with good people. People with strong family or social connections are generally healthier than those who lack a support network why don't you make plans with some family members and friends who you know are always so supportive of you or try to seek out activities where you can meet new people such as a club a class or a support group which brings me to my next point volunteering why not consider going out there and look for a cause that you believe in passionately that you can support then you can uh, use up your time to do some volunteering work volunteer your time, your energy to help um, someone else or a group of people. Trust me, you'll feel good doing something noble like that, something tangible to help somebody else in need. And it's also, like I said, a great way for you to meet new people. At least you'll know people there, they already share the same interest. They're passionate uh, for the same cause. That's why you, you met them there. So that's already you know, one way for you to make new connections. And like I said, people with positive, healthy connections around them tend to do better in these kind of circumstances. And maybe um, another one is to break the monotony. Although certain routines are good. Routines are always good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny that, right? I think even in our religion, there's routines. But um, some routines make us efficient, while some routines make us feel like it's a chore. So you need to be able to differentiate between what brings you more peace, more joy, versus the ones that feel like there's such a drag. Okay, um, So a change of pace, for example, will perk you up a little bit. Okay, 
um, if you go for, for a jog every day, that's good. But why don't you try going to a different park for your jog? Okay, why don't you um, try out different restaurants for your dinner, your weekly dinner with your partner, for example? Just try something different. You know, breaking the monotony you know, helps you to break out of that negative state as well. And maybe one last thing I can share is learn how to deal with stress. Um, like it or not, stress is always going to be a part of life. Well, learn how to practice good coping skills, like exercising, uh, taking a nature walk, like I said, play with your pet every now and then, journal regularly, um, smile more, see the human in life, okay? <laughs> and, um, and as we all know, laughter, as they say, is the best medicine because I think, you know, you're not feeling all, all so down and depressed every day. Learn how to laugh at things, um, mainly at yourself too, um, to realize how silly sometimes we can be. And hopefully that releases a lot of tension and stress and it will help you to lead a better life, inshallah. Okay? All right, so to sum it up, um, yes, people always misunderstand and they perceive it wrongly, perceive this illness, mental health, as uh, the result of you being, for example, non-religious, non-spiritual, or not enough. And the stigma and discrimination for this um, still is pervasive, I would say, unfortunately. Things are improving, but still, we still got a lot of work to do. Um, it is disheartening when people just label you a certain way that you're weak, that you're an attention seeker, uh, that you're just complaining all of the time, you're not doing anything with your life, when in truth is you have been trying, but you just always kind of like didn't make it, failed, something happened. They don't know, only you know. Therefore, don't, be, don't allow their words, their accusations to dampen your spirit, okay? Yeah, so I guess um, that's about it for today's episode. I hope you have benefited um, from it, inshallah. This is the second part of our talk uh, regarding mental health, and we'll be doing more sessions, inshallah. We have a few more episodes to go uh, under this series. The next episode, we're going to talk about um, trauma, uh, specifically if somebody has been traumatized by their past relationship. Okay, so I guess this is more common than we all even realize. People move from one relationship to another, not realizing that the trauma from the past is still uh, looming nearby and judge their new partner based on what their old partner used to do or used to treat them. They still feel the fear because even though their current partner is fine, kind, gentle, forgiving, loving, um, they're still traumatized by that past relationship. So... Inshallah, we're going to talk about that in the next episode. I look forward to it. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, to today's episode. Till the next one, take care. Stay awesome. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you for listening to The Breakthrough with Mizi Wahid. I hope that it will help you in your journey to finding yourself. Always remember that you are not alone in this wonderful journey. Listen to us on the Audio Plus app or Audio Plus at www.audioplus.audio.